0: Hello and welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on FreeFM 89.0 Independent Community Media and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio and Radio Kidnappers. I'm your host, Vanessa, and I'm really happy to be here talking all about part seven of our 10 part series of Action for Happiness, 10 Keys to Happier Living. Now, before I get into all the juiciness that is that and a little bit more about kind of what we're doing about getting ready for the end of the year, I want to have a quick word about our sponsor. Progress to Health Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, recovery education, workshops Now don't stress if you missed any of those contact details for Progress to Health and you think hey that sounds like something to be really helpful for myself or for someone else. I do play that ad again at the very end of the show so stick around grab a pen and paper and you'll be able to write all those contact details and get hold of us. Now just being aware that we're getting really close to the end of the year so it's already the 15th of December so we're what 10 days away before Christmas and so we're also I think it is less than 7 days away before Progress to Health finishes for the year so we are closed our last day of... Is the 20th of December and then we uh, start back up on the 9th of January. So if you're looking for support over that time in between, unfortunately, there won't be anyone manning the phones or in any of our offices, but there is hopefully a few different supports around. Um, if you're thinking maybe the supports in your local area aren't going to be running as well because uh, Christmas time a lot of people are off, stick around and listen to the show today. At the end of the show, I play a series of support lines and I know they are all up and running over Christmas time because it is one of the times that people really need that little extra support and sometimes just whatever's going on there isn't anyone really close by that they can talk to so grab a pen and paper hold on and have a listen for later on and you'll be able to get some more details about all those things. So let's jump into our show. So as I said, we're going to be talking all about part seven of the 10-part series of Action for Happiness, 10 Keys to Happier Living. And today we're talking all about resilience. Before I get into all of that, I want to have a quick word about Action for Happiness. Because if you haven't listened to Finding Stigma before, or maybe you've kind of stumbled across us, uh, whether it's through a podcast, maybe through Spotify, or through um, whatever Apple Podcasts wherever you get them, maybe through the accessmedia.nz app, or maybe you've just been listening to Funny FreeFM, and maybe you've been on the Free FM website, freefm.org.nz and you've gone, hey, what's this, this cool show looking like? Um, I like Fighting Stigma, that sounds like a great idea. Action for Happiness is an amazing website and a whole group of people globally and so how they describe themselves on their website which you can find them at actionforhappiness.org which is all one word and the four is f-o-r so action f-o-r happiness or one word dot org and they describe themselves we are a movement of people taking action to create a happier and kinder world together. Action for Happiness brings people together and provides practical resources. We help each other learn evidence-based skills for happier living, find a sense of belonging and commit to personal action to create more happiness for ourselves and others. And they've got three hundred and sixty three thousand seven hundred and sixty seven members from one hundred and ninety one countries. And so you can if you go to that website you can find them there. And I'm just using what I'm talking about and today's part seven. Uh so obviously I've done six parts already and I've got three to go after this one uh of the ten part happier living uh ten keys to happier living and what that is is they've Action for Happiness has just come and worked out that hey there's these 10 areas that make a real difference if we actually look at all these different areas it makes a huge difference and how they've decided to kind of list them is so that the first letter of the word each word creates spells great dream which we can all kind of say that like, that's pretty great it's a, we we can get behind that right. So today we're up to part 7, which is resilience. So let's dive on in. So find, wa- find ways to bounce back. Everyone has ups and downs, difficulties that are part of life for us all. Science shows that we can learn skills, actions and habits of thinking that boost our natural resilience. We all experience small daily frustrations and everyday stresses and at times bigger upsets, failures, unexpected changes or challenges. Many of us will also experience traumatic events at some point in our lives, such as the loss of someone we love, the sudden loss of our job, an accident or serious illness. Being resilient doesn't mean we will never feel pain, upset, hurt, sadness, fear or anger when we experience difficult times. It does mean that in the moment or over time we can find ways to cope constructively, accept what has happened, adapt and eventually move forward. Research shows that resilience isn't a rare quality found in a few extraordinary people. Dr Anne Marston, a leading expert in resilience, describes it as ordinary magic, comprising many factors, internal and external, including our everyday capabilities, relationships and resources. It's not a static characteristic, it varies for all of us. We can each be naturally resilient in some situations or times of our lives and not in others. Importantly, many studies from psychology, neuroscience, medicine and other fields show that we can learn skills, practices and habits of thinking that can help to boost and build our resilience. So although life may be have unexpected twists and turns, we can develop our skill set and nurture our internal and external resources to help us respond flexibly, efficiently and efficiently, deal with challenges, recover more quickly and learn as a result. So this can lower our risk of depression and anxiety, and even enables us to age successfully. What's more, the same skills can help us manage the fear of taking on new opportunities, so help us develop and grow in other ways too. So the first section they've got is active coping. We can't always predict or control what life throws at us, but there is always something we can try, even if it's tiny. Active coping involves acknowledging the difficulties we're experiencing and finding something constructive to try to make today or tomorrow slightly better, rather than avoiding our problems. This act of trying in itself, doing something rather than feeling there's nothing we can do, helps us to cope, find and maintain hope, and to feel effective. It helps us to feel we we at least have some control, even if what we're doing seems inconsequential. Having a sense of control is essential for our well-being. When we experience difficult times, we can feel powerless. But whatever the situation, there is nearly always something we can try, whether it's an external action or something internal. A psychiatrist and concentration camp survivor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, famously said, Everything can be taken from a person, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. Active coping isn't about ignoring our problems or struggles, but taking constructive action despite them. All of the 10 keys to happier living have actions and ideas that can help during difficult times. Importantly, remember you don't need to struggle alone. Reaching out and asking for help when you need it, whether from people you know well or in your local community, or from specialist help organisations, it is being resilient. So asking for help, reaching out, saying you need some help is actually part of resilience. It's a really important reminder. So keep it keep in mind that everyone has difficulties sometimes. And when someone helps us, it has a well-being benefit for both of us. So... If you haven't listened to any of the other uh, episodes of Fighting Stigma where we've been doing the 10 Keys to Happier Living, you won't know. But throughout each of the 10 Keys, they give little kind of action steps or to give a a triad or a reflection point. So this one is a triad moment. So it's reflect back on a challenging or difficult time in your life. What helped you to cope and come through it? How could that help you today? The next section is investing in our resilience. Regularly taking action to boost and maintain your happiness and well-being is an investment in your resilience too. It can mean you are more able to cope and deal with stressful and challenging situations when they happen. Nurturing your relationships with others, knowing who you can turn to for support when you have difficulties, and exercising and taking care of your body in other ways like getting enough sleep. Eating properly and not numbing ourselves with alcohol or in other ways are essentially vital. Noticing good things that happen, however small, cultivating a sense of realistic optimism and a hopeful outlook, even in the dark times, trying out new things and being clear on what really matters is, and is meaningful to you are all important sources of resilience too. So a reflection point. What actions help you maintain and build your resilience? Who can Who are the people you can turn to when you are struggling? How do you maintain and nurture your connections to them? Resilient thinking. Our thoughts drive our emotions. The way we think has a significant impact on how we feel. How and how we feel impacts on what we say and do in response, which has consequences for our interactions with others and how happy and resilient we are. An event or situation triggers an emotional reaction in us. For example, fear or anger. We attribute that emotion to the trigger. But preceding our emotion will be an instant underlying thought or belief about the trigger. For example, I'm in danger or that's unfair. It's actually our underlying thoughts that trigger our emotions. This all happens so fast we don't realise that we've had any of those thoughts, but we can learn to use, lean, tune into them and notice them. And importantly, in our in-the-moment thoughts often aren't accurate because they happen so fast. They aren't facts, even though we often respond to them as if they are. But in doing so, we cause ourselves to feel more anger, upset, hurt than we might need to. Learning to check in and challenge our instant thoughts helps us manage our emotions and reactions that result. We can have more choice and control over our instant interpretations than our instinctive emotional reactions. Often, our instant thoughts to a trigger will be about why something happened. Example, I must have done something wrong, or they don't like me. Or it will be about what will happen next. Example... I will get in trouble or I'll be rejected. We often jump to instant negative or worst case interpretations. This can be because our human brain evolved to keep us physically safe by being on alert for potential downsides and risks. and will jump to conclusions about potential dangers and err on the side of caution by negatively interpreting neutral or ambiguous interactions or things that have happened to us. Instant interpretations of potential risk such as danger or violation, Activate the threat system in our primeval emotional brain. Sorry, our primitive emotional brain. So that when these innocent beliefs are inaccurate, as they often are, we will feel unpleasant emotions unnecessarily. In turn, this impacts on what we say and do next. Setting off a chain reaction of further thoughts, emotions and reactions imp- impacting our interactions with others. In this way, we can actually undermine our own resilience without even realizing it. For example, we're walking down the street and see someone we know so we call out a wave to them, but they don't respond. Our instant beliefs or interpretations of the situation might be, they're ignoring me, how rude, or they don't like me. This causes us to feel hurt or upset, and perhaps then to be off hand with the next person we meet. In that situation, we couldn't know for sure what was going on for that person and whether they saw us or not. It could be that they were lost in thought or worries, in a rush or even had poor eyesight. When we learn to check into the instant thoughts underlying them and learn to challenge these for accuracy, we can stop the potential spiral of unhelpful, unpleasant emotions and the subsequent actions. So in our example above, we might give the person the benefit of the doubt, which means we don't feel upset or offended and we carry on with our day. So when something triggers an unpleasant emotional reaction in you, the first step in m- more resilient thinking is to take a brief pause. Breathe. Breathe. And check in on your instant interpretations. Ask yourself, are my instant beliefs accurate? Or is there another less unsettling interpretation possible? Learning to do this can benefit you and your relationships with others. Reflection point. Think back to a time when you jumped to an instant negative conclusion that someone or something that, ab- about someone or something that happened. Keep it a small example, right? So what were your in the moment thoughts about it, why it happened? How did that cause you to feel and did, what did you do in as a result? What might have been an alternative, less negative interpretation to that time? How would that have led you to feel and act? Next part, resilient thinking. Watch out for the thinking traps. Once we start to notice our instant thoughts and interpretations that trigger an emotional reaction in us, we might start to notice themes. It's very common for many of us to have habitual th- patterns of interpretation that we can fall into that undermine our resilience and can lead to depression and anxiety, and especially when we're tired, stressed, overwhelmed. So these are often called thinking traps, because they cause us to interpret the situation in a particular negative way, and then, when we jump to our instant interpretation, we start to look for more evidence to support our thoughts and ignore evidence that is counter to them. And This is called confirmation bias. There are lots of possible thinking traps. Some common ones include blaming ourselves. Believing that we're the root cause of anything that goes wrong. Believing it's permanent. When something bad happens, we think, that's it, it will always be like this, there's nothing I can do. And the next one is believing it or not. When something difficult happens in one part of our life, we instantly think that other aspects of our life will also go wrong. Blaming others. Believing that our difficulties and problems are all caused by others all or nothing thinking sometimes called black and white thinking interpreting something or someone is all bad or all good instead of seeing possible shades of in between mind reading assuming you know what others are thinking or expecting and then mislabeling judging yourself or others on the basis of a single or narrow experience or situation shoulds so I've heard this called shoulds and musts having fixed beliefs about what what we and others should ought to must do so there's magnification or minimization, so it's over or underplaying the meaning, importance or likelihood of things. Emotions as facts, believing that what we feel some, when we feel something, it's true. And catastrophization, which is definitely one that I have. Spiraling into the worst possible scenario, even if it is extremely unlikely. So the first step in countering our thinking traps is to start, no- start to notice when we fall into them and then we can learn to challenge these thoughts. For example by asking ourselves questions like what is the evidence that this is true? What evidence is that that suggests that this might not be true? And what is a different way of thinking about this situation? So one thing you could try out is looking at a list of common thinking traps or thinking about a list of common thinking traps maybe write down listen again to that bit and write them down or have a look on the finding the action for happiness website and have a look at the list and look at the list of common thinking traps do you recognize one that you have a tendency at times to fall into how can you challenge these thoughts the next time you do and it can be a really great thing to have a think about like what is a way what are the things what are your common thinking traps negative thought processes because like I know that all or nothing thinking and definitely like I have to be all have to be completely correct all of the time like there's no kind of little bits in the middle and definitely shoulds and musts and catastrophization I know that's my fall down (laughs) all of those but have a think about like how you think about those because that's the thing it can make a really huge difference to our resilience to actually have that feeling of kind of how do we think? What do we do? What are the things that help us when we fall down? Like, what stops us feeling like we can get back up again? Because actually, when you recognize the thinking traps that stop you getting up and saying, Hey, I can give it another go, can make a really, really big difference, right? And that's the end of the Action for Happiness Resilience section from the 10 Keys to Happier Living. So, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play as a song so you can have some time to think about, Hey, what do I do to build up my resilience? How do I look after myself with that? So, have a think about all that while you have a listen to Bridges by Broods here on the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM 89.0. Give you a minute
1: when you need an hour just to push it aside.
0: Welcome back to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM at NOM.0. I'm your host, Vanessa, and we're talking all about resilience today. So did you have a chance to think about how you build your resilience? What do you do to look after yourself so you can keep going? Because what I'm going to do right now is one of the things I think makes a really big difference for people, and I know it builds up my resilience, is having someone to talk to. So I'm going to play us a series of support lines. So grab a pen and paper, write some of these down. So if you ever need them, you know where to get in contact. So the first support line that I want to give you is 1737. Now, that's pretty much what it's called. So need to talk. 1737 it's a free call or text service and it's available 24 7 um so 24 hours a day seven days a week so you'll get to talk or text with a trained counsellor and their service is completely free so if you're feeling anxious or um run down depressed needing to talk to someone give them a call or give them a text 1737 Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whanau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 totoko, which is 0508 Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support, that can definitely lead to mental health stuff. So this is a really great line. Um, So the outline, their number is 0800 688 5463. Now, don't worry if you missed any of those support lines. I do play that at the end of every single show of Finding Sigma. So come back next week on FreeFM 89.0 on Thursday at midday. Find us on the FreeFM website, freefm.org.nz, or find us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from. And you can listen to every show and we'll have those support lines at the end. But that's all we have time for today. So hopefully the resilience has given you a little bit of ideas of some of the things you can do to help look after yourself over this Christmas period.